Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. In today's podcast, Charlie West shares some information from the church and world calendars, including facts about John of the Cross, Dorothy Sayers, and Jan Vermeer. He also reveals the answer to last week's challenge. You can read along in Charlie's blog, Words Twice a Week at wordstwiceaweek.blogspot.com. Words twice a week, 1213. The answer to last week's challenge, the quintessential Mac the Knife, sung by Bobby Dillon. thought you knew that, didn't you? Two days from the church calendar. December 14th, John of the Cross. John was ordained as a priest in 1567. He subsequently thought about joining the strict Carthusian order which appealed to him because of its practice of solitary and silent contemplation. He met and worked with Teresa of Avila as she was founding the Carmelite Order. He then decided to found Carmelite Order and House for Friars in Duralio. On the day it was established, November 28, 1986, he changed his name from John of St. Matthias, which he had taken when he first joined the Carmelites to John of the Cross. In the movie A Thousand Clowns, the little boy tries out each potential name change by getting a new library card. John was a a mystic and is one of the doctors of the church. Sometime between 1574 and 1577, while praying in a loft overlooking the sanctuary in the monastery of the Incarnation in Avila, John had a vision of the crucified Christ, which led him to create his drawing of Christ on the cross from above. Some people suggest this drawing inspired the artist Salvador Dali's 1951 work, Christ of St. John on the Cross. December 16th, Ralph Adams Cran and Richard Upjohn They were architects. Wait a minute. Architects? Yep. They designed a bunch of churches, many if not most of them for Episcopal congregations, often in the Gothic Revival style. Graham designed the Church of St. John the Divine in New York. He also designed a residence called a House of the Rising Sun, but not that one. 
December 17th, Dorothy, Dorothy Sayers. That's right. She wrote mystery stories. Lord Peter Whimsey, Harriet Bain, Parker Pine, Montego Egg, and others. She's credited with the phrase that pays to advertise. She also translated Dante's Divine Comedy. She also wrote some books explaining the Christian faith, similar to C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. She was a colleague of Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. She also wrote a radio play of the life of Jesus called The Man Born to Be King. In a few days then from the Earth World calendar, December 14th, Roald Amundsen reached the South Pole in 1911. On this day in 1958, the Soviets reached something called the South Pole of Inaccessibility, basically the hardest spot to get to in Antarctica. George Washington died on December 14th in 1799. I've really struggled with this. Back in May, I stumbled across this quote from George from Washington to General John Sullivan ordering the destruction of Native Americans. And it's kind of like once you know it, you can't unknow it. So, spoiler alert, this is a really troublesome quote. Skip over it if you don't want your image of Washington tarnished a bit. He ordered... Six nations of Indians are to be attacked. The immediate objectives are the total destruction and devastation of their settlements and the capture of as many prisoners of every age and sex as possible. It will be essential to ruin their crops in the ground and prevent their planting more that the Indian country may not be merely overrun but destroyed. December 15th. Um, Jan Vermeer died in um, 1675. W.P. Jones comments that as a master of light, his still lifes are solitary figures rendered sacred in such elemental daily acts as pouring milk. The Bill of Rights was ratified in 1791, the 21st Amendment ending prohibition in 1933. Basketball was invented. 1891. Apparently the score of the first game was 1-0. Native American leader Sitting Bull was killed, assassinated in 1890. And it's the birthday of Friedensrich Hundertwasser. This guy was really something. He was a painter, an architect, an archaeologist. He designed stamps for the UN and a variety of countries. He said the straight line was the downfall of civilization. Wait a minute, he was an architect. We were in one of his apartment houses in Vienna. The walls were crooked, the floors had waves, some apartments had trees growing out of the windows. It was wonderful, I guess, until you tripped and fell. You could check out more about him on his website. Look around, you can buy tilting mugs and all kinds of things. December 16th, the Boston Tea Party happened in 1773, a day for a cuppa. Jane Austen was born in 1775. Margaret Mead was born in 1901. Colonel Sanders died in 1980, a day for an eight-piece bucket. December 17th, the first powered flight by the Wright brothers in 1903, a day to fly somewhere. I don't think so. And it's Beethoven's birthday. We must have some Christmas music by Beethoven around here somewhere. 
December 18th, 13th Amendment, abolished slavery, 1865, and the Nutcracker premiered in 1892. Apparently, it did not get good reviews at first and was not really popular until the middle of the 20th century. December 19th, in 1972, Apollo 17 returned to Earth from the moon. It was the last time humans were on the moon. December 20th, the Louisiana Purchase was completed in 1803. The U.S. invaded Panama in 1989. Sacagawea died in uh, 1812. John Steinbeck died in 1968. Here's a short piece from Henry Nowlin to take us into the week. I don't know when he wrote it, but it certainly seems appropriate for these days. The situation in our world is frightening, and many people experience deep anxieties. More than ever, we will be tested in our faith. I hope and pray that the Lord will deepen our faith during these weeks of Advent, and will fill us with peace and joy which belong to his kingdom. Hope is not optimism. And I pray that we will all be able to live hopefully in the midst of our apocalyptic time. We have a promise, and a God is faithful to his promise, even when we are doubtful and fearful. As Paul says, our hope is not deceptive, because the Holy Spirit has already been poured into us. It's Romans 5, 5. I especially like the observation that hope is not optimism.